0: Okay. All right, Mike, you, you know, for our show for a long time there, you set yourself the standard of, what was it, 68%, 69%, yeah. 68% or less. You really outdid yourself.
1: Friends was benefits. You really
0: outdid yeah. yourself this time. Uh, the Slugger's mm. Wife, which we're talking about today, a movie that I can guarantee none of our listeners have ever heard of. Hmm. Zero.
2: It is available. Ze- for yeah, rent. I know.
0: I paid for it. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Zero. 0 for 10. That is uh, much like our lead character whenever his lady is not in town. 0 for 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be the great Michael O'Keefe playing uh, uh, Daryl Palmer. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I'm clicking on his IMDb tab right now. They had each made their wish on a different star.
2: His was Baseball hers was rock and roll. Jimmy, don't you want to do it? They were each halfway to stardom when their paths crossed. Could not take my
3: eyes off your voice. Would I be rushing you if I kissed you goodbye? Well, what kind of kiss? Number five, boy next door kiss. But who would have thought they'd make a hit with each other?
2: Marry me.
3: Thanks for popping the question. I was too nervous to ask.
2: I'm not cut out to be a baseball wife sitting in the stands every day. I just want to be able to sing a song that means something to me. From Neil Simon comes all the fun, fantasy, and frustration... Leave me alone!
3: I'll die
2: without her. ...of a star-crossed romance. In 27 years around baseball, I've never seen a man so crazy about a woman. You are dangerous. Michael O'Keefe and Rebecca De Mornay star in The Slugger's Wife.
1: Amanda Cyfred. Shows up on his IMDb page. So he was in a movie with her. Hey, he was in Michael Clayton. It's probably some creepy white dude. Yep. Um, that fits. Caddyshack? I don't know. That's one. That's a blind spot for me. I've never seen oh, Caddyshack. So.
0: I've seen it, but probably when I was like 16. So I remember very little from it.
1: Some douchey uh, country club member, I right. assume, is what this yep. guy played. That fits. So the Slugger's Wife, I thought 0% because it's a hidden gem that no one has taken the time to review. Uh, you say at least 10 people have, including uh, Mr. Ebert, who is the top one. Yep. Um, And he cites the reason I selected this, which I had not seen. Much like you had not seen Bull Durham, I had not seen the slugger. Wife. Basically one. the same, same. same.
0: Yeah, no difference. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So this is directed by Hal Ashby from a Neil Simon script. Dude, honestly, okay. if you told
0: me, Dave, we're gonna—you didn't tell me the title. You're like, Dave, we're gonna watch a baseball movie with mm-hmm. these two people involved in it, and you just sent me the file. would have been like, great, let's go. I, this is gonna be great. Yeah, and you've never heard this of is it. Be
1: great, look at what I'm bringing yeah. to you. <sighs> Ebert says, "Splat." Simon's not in a lighthearted mood, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> About his (laughs) intent, but I'm going to go with it. As if he's just like, you know what?
0: Fuck my audience. I'm just, I'm going to (laughs) make you feel pain.
1: (laughs) So Ebert continues. And so the silliness of the story gets bogged down in all sorts of gloomy neuroses, angry denunciations, and painful (sighs) self-analysis. Ebert may have thought about this more than I did. I, I, I thought from about the first... I don't want to say the first minute, because I think the first minute is Rebecca de De Mornay lip syncing in our direction, and there's a lot of cutbacks to that.
0: Okay, so this brings up something that, like, bothered me to no end about this movie, is that she's supposed to be this burgeoning star, and apparently she's never written a song, because everything is a cover. Like, every single song Hmm. is a cover of some other 80s hit. I was like, is she just, like, the greatest cover band ever, and she's going to get a record deal out of this?
1: Oh. That would be a uh, Twisted Sister. There you go. I, I recently watched a uh, documentary on them that came out about five or six years ago. Um, I think it's called "We Are Twisted Fucking Sister." Mm. I think is the title nice. of it. Uh, and it was actually pretty interesting. It's really like long and in depth, and it's about none of their success. <laughs> it's about everything about how they struggled for like ten yeah. years, fifteen years, basically playing as a cover band and you could make like a full-time living yeah, yeah, like yeah. in the sort of uh, New York area doing that, primarily Long Island. I'm not going to knock Rebecca Dormone for that. <laughs> However, given that she doesn't play an instrument um and she apparently has this great voice, but she's got to, uh, there's a plot point in the film that causes, you know, the breakup in this, this romantic comedy. Comedy in um, quotes. I don't know which... <laughs> Well, I mean, you can even say the same about the, the romance aspect of Fair. it as well. I don't know. Um, pretty toxic relationship. But one of the breaking points is, I guess, her producer, band member, the, the keyboardist, I don't know. Uh, Some other guy. Since band that they're in um, says, hey, you know, you got to – like you get your husband, this ball player, has got to understand that, you know, we got a record deal. But we need, to, we need to give them eight songs, give them eight hits, which I thought, well, that's – that's a, what sort of arbitrary number is that? <laughs> That's a that? lot of like,
0: hits for one album. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are?
1: <laughs> Whitney Houston or something? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, but you know how we do that. You've got to go on the road to write these songs. I'm like, is that how that works? That doesn't make. <laughs> I feel like you'd be <laughs> very busy performing. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> like, I understand if you're a stand-up comic. Sure, you got to go work out, out your and bits. see how things are yeah, playing. Sure. A fully formed song. What are you making changes? Like you know, in the middle of it, depending on how the crowd's reacting to it. Like this is not. Uh, what was it like the uh, the X Factor or like you know American Idol where people are responding? Like you know Simon Cowell is like glaring at you as you sing, You're like oh I need to change it. You and know what? Like that would it.
0: be a better movie. I already <laughs> like that more.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna upset you, Dave, because I hated this movie in the the build up, the courtship of Michael Keefe and Rebecca De Mornay as. Baseball player uh, and burgeoning pop star. Well, we're introduced to this guy. Also, am uh, I supposed to
0: believe this guy can hit a home run, like, ever in his life? I just – come on.
1: Uh, you know, in Bull Durham, we kind of made fun of Tim Robbins, but at least he was playing a guy that had control issues. Right. And it's like he's there to be worked on by Sarandon and Costner. Like, you know, all right. You, we just gotta got to fix this attributes. one problem
0: and you'll be fine. You have no
1: technique, right. though. Right. Um so it's all mechanical. Uh, there are many instances where we see Michael O'Keefe uh shockingly. I didn't realize until way too late in the game that oh he's chasing the home run record. I'm like wh- wait I what just, uh... like he can't just this is a guy that is like you know barely hitting above 200 and suddenly with the uh love of Rebecca De Mornay, he's uh, Roger Maris. Uh, and and the there's there's coming. also
0: a whole thing where he's like, we're doing so well. The manager says, like, next year we might make the playoffs. And then fast forward to the end of that year and they're fighting for a playoff spot. Like, I'm like, what? There's no structure to the Soviet all. There's no context. It's just like, eh, and now we're going to do this because that's, that's the scene I've written. I I'm I struggle to, to understand if Simon has ever watched a baseball game. Or has any understanding of baseball?
1: Well, um, the, I, I'd say he was ahead of his time. <laughs> I'll say that, Dave. <laughs> Because the uh, sort of the main complaint of the game now is the uh, like the sort of three true outcomes you can have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here that uh, you know, uh, it's either either our main character will strike out or it's a home yep, run. Like that's, it. A, <laughs> that's it. Not hitting solid doubles. He's not moving men along the base no, path. No bunts. Nope, no, it's either but over no, the wall. It run. Um, so you know, a basketball movie where everything is a dunk, <laughs> yes. or you dribble the ball off your hey, foot. You know, hey, I saw. I saw blue it. chips. I
0: mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the one that was yeah. coming to mind, but you know,
1: it's broken up with Nolte screaming and having an aneurysm, always good. Nice. Yes. man, how much better would this movie be if Nolte was the the baseball player? I mean, player five stars. He was the slunker. immediately five stars. Yeah. <laughs> so we would be introduced to in our our version of it, Nick Nolte uh, making out with his uh, friend and teammates' girlfriend, and not even realizing that that's not the woman he came with, who is actually sitting to what like his yeah. left, and he's making very out with politely, the right. like okay. So when he's reminded, hey, that's my date, he's like, oh my bad. So then he starts making out with the other one. He's like, I'm going to resume what I came here to do. Uh, I don't think the great Michael O'Keefe is ever. I don't know who this guy is. So this is it's a 1985 movie. It wears the 80s. Oh,
0: very Ooh, like all boy. over
1: itself. Which I, I I'm fine. Yeah. I kind of like the time capsule totally. element of it. I don't like whoever Michael O'Keefe is because you know I don't like his performance here, and also he's. Was he on the come up then? I don't know. It's like who – it's like one of those things now where you see like um, – god, who is it? Uh, the guy from Suicide Squad and like Die Hard. I think he's the Australian – Oh, movie, yeah. Movie uh, J- uh, Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. he shows up in like sixteen like, movies in one year, and you're like, Jesus get, Christ, who asked for this? Them. And then none of them take. And then it's like Hollywood apologizing, like, "Oh, okay, he'll just be a character right. actor. We tried to give him the push, but fuck." Uh, that he was guy. good
0: in the beginning of a Tom Cruise movie. He was good in the beginning of Jack Reacher, but he didn't talk. So you know, there's that.
1: Mm, always helpful. <laughs> yeah, Michael O'Keefe does a lot of talking here, <sighs> talking shit. He looks at Rebecca Dornay and I was I can only repeat this because my my wife said it after making out with two women when he looks up at the stage and sees her he's like no that's a <laughs> like, I don't know what the rest of the shit is
0: he he does look like a 13 year old who has seen a woman for the first time like my
1: god yeah <laughs> my wife made the comment you know no offense to Mr. Dornay here although she looks uh, you know, we had this side discussion, me and her, with, like, did the 80s age everyone up? Because to me, she looks dramatically older here than, than she did seven years later in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I don't, I don't even know if know she looks
0: younger or older. She's just just unrecognizable to me. Like, I had to keep reminding yeah. myself that that was Rebecca De Mornay. Because I mm-hmm. think Rebecca De Mornay, and I think of The Hand That Rocks the Cradle uh, immediately. Which, you know, if you if you listen to other Mike's other podcasts, you should go check out Sober check out Cinema. Silver yeah. Cinema's episode on that. It's very good. Um but this was like I just kept looking at her like, is that really her? Is this is this a misprint? Like I just and everyone Mike, everyone in this movie is so bad. Like, is the biggest star to come out of this movie Randy Quaid? Is the, <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> well, he's out I promoted this episode on uh our Instagram account, which I use once every six months <laughs> because the uh not the meat cute, because the meat cute was this dude making out with two other other chicks and then deciding, eh? Ah, not worth my yeah. time give me the pop star um was he does a version a terrible version of singing in the rain and he oh, has his two God. buddies one of whom one of whom he stole the dude's date and then cast her aside in a very insulting fashion he's got this guy randy quaid holding up a hose so that we can have uh, fake rain for him to sing to rebecca de mornay's window that was almost, almost where I checked out, except that the film cuts to a close-up of smiling Randy the plane, and I'm like, okay, all right. creepy enough. I'll stick with it. He, They're putting all of the creepiness of the lead character on the side yeah. character, so I'm like, I, I don't know if that was purposeful. We're like, look, we know this is bullshit. I, like, is Ebert right that Simon was not in a lighthearted <laughs> mood, so he's like, fuck the rom-com, fuck baseball. <sighs> The second half, though. I kind of dug the movie. Because the second half is everything being taken away from this guy. As it should and be. And him having drunken, drunken meltdowns. Yeah, I'm not rooting for uh, him to get what the he whole, wants. I'm like, yeah, this is what you fucking deserve. I'm
0: just like, like – because basically the whole setup is he can only play well when she is there. So he basically says, you can't leave. Like, you are a prisoner. You have to come to – fulton county stadium where the braves play or i won't do well so you so once the season he's the kid is over at the
1: swimming pool demanding his mom his mommy watching right, as right. he dives into the pool so once the, and he's a professional baseball once player the
0: season is over then you can have a life until then you are you know we're going to strap you to the seats in atlanta so you have to be here
1: like how am i supposed to swing this <laughs> stick if you're not there watching me i just like, can't do this it guy or a sequence where <laughs> On the road, he has to be on the phone with her, where I think the ump is like, Would you get out here like you fucking jackass? Right. Like do your fucking <laughs> right. job. Get out here and swing the bat. I and he makes I, his manager. didn't say
0: she loved me yet. I have to like
1: just <laughs> He makes his manager hold the phone up so she can listen to if he gets a hit or not. Oh. This is uh this is you know, we talked about Bull Durham um yeah, you know, diverted away, subvert your expectations from the tropes.
0: Thank God I was here to give us Bull Durham, Mike.
1: <laughs> I mean, I had not seen The Slacker's Wife yet. Uh, this was, you know, we'll just keep up with the baseball terms. This was me corking the bat for the month. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go with something safe. <laughs> yes, with Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> just get that mind <laughs> we'll on the bat.
0: Like, let's get a good grip here.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is, it's Hal Ashby and I'm, I'm not a fan of, uh, Harold Maud, which is a, a classic for many. And my, my soon to be wife's favorite movie,
0: of... by the way, that's <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> what, what about, what about things like shampoo?
1: Well, shampoo should be, I think, is classic because that is one. Like when I saw that, it's one of my favorite movies yeah, of the time. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's we could do like a, a, a great, uh, I guess, love triangle ish month, which I, I don't know if that fits particularly like in the love triangle. Like it's not the most <laughs> healthy things, because man, but Warren Beatty just he just mowed them down. Yeah, <laughs> so and, you know, yeah, God bless him. You in know, the 70s. art and life. <laughs> You know, The Landlord is a favorite of mine. I think that's his first feature uh, from 1970, The Last Detail. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson coming home with uh, horrible uh, John Voight, but, you know, it was popular at the time. Being there. So you look at the 70s and it's like, man, a lot of these these are well-regarded classics. In, in your defense,
0: you are consistent. You cannot stand movies with weird little shits. And no. that particular Hal Ashby movie is a weird little shit. Whether you like him or not, it's yes. weird.
1: I prefer them when they, <laughs> they grew up to become uh, the home run king, like in The Slugger's Wife. Because I, I looked at this guy and I'm like, okay, everything that people thought was fucking cute about Harold and Maude, this is how it would play out if a character grows up and has to become an adult. It has the neediness, uh, you know, he threatens and badgers people into like, you know, he's a total narcissist. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe maybe someone who is a successful baseball player would become that. But he seems like a guy that doesn't really even like what he does nope. when he comes into it. He's like, eh, if I get a hit, fuck you. If not, whatever. Like, make out with me. <laughs> and so he only likes baseball. I think he even has a, a speech where it's like he's only doing it just to prove himself to her. Which,
3: hey, Why don't you just relax and take it easy? Why don't you take a walk, Slim? This is a family matter.
2: Don't do this to me, Gerald. Please.
3: I'm not going to touch it to him gonna lay a finger on you
2: you don't need me i'm not your strength i'm not your good luck charm i'm not a gold locket around your neck i don't want to be responsible anymore
3: i thought we loved each other
2: i do love you daryl there's no one else in the world but you but to be with you i have to give up everything that i am i don't want much i just want to be able to sing a song that means something to me Tell me it's all right to have my own life Please tell me Because even if you don't I'm taking it anyway
3: Okay Okay No problem You can't go back That's easy enough to understand You just let me know where you are So I can send you the rest of your things Just one thing though You were never a good luck charm to me you were never a gold locket around my neck. You're my wife. I loved you more than I ever loved any woman. I hit that ball for you as far as I could because that's the only gift that I could give to you. I'm, I'm one of these next few years so I could quit this game with you as proud as hell of me because it's got to last me the rest of my life. I'll tell you what. With or without you, that ball is going to fly out of the park tonight and tomorrow and every day until I get the World Series ring on my finger and 62 home runs in the record book. Ten more, that's all I need. You count them. One. Two.
2: Three. Four. four damages to a coffee shop, a guitar player, three airplane tickets, bail money. $2,000 disciplinary this plan. On if I so much as hear you passing gas, you'll be playing in Omaha next year.
3: Did you get rid of her? Yeah, I got rid of her. Good, screw her. No disrespect. plan.com you just
0: met this lady what are you talking about well what was he doing to before be... like what...
1: exactly they're all <laughs> it's all designed to be sweet grand gestures of sorts but they just come across as incredibly toxic and controlling and sad it's a sad state of affairs for this guy it's like well this is what you've done for most of your life think like he even talks about that he's on the back end of his career. Like he knows I can't play this game forever. So I have to, everything I want, need to accomplish, I have to do in this small window, but it reads like you said, like, uh, De Mornay, you get the off season for your own time. And he's like, look, I won't play baseball forever after I'm retired. We'll deal with whatever bullshit you've got going on. Oh, you want to sing? Uh, yeah. Put that on hold. You can, you can sing later.
0: It's nice that that's not an industry that cares about looks or age. So she should be fine. Like, come on. And like, of all the sports, to only give the the baseball is a long season, man. It is the longest <laughs> my wife that season. Up. Like, when did <laughs> she get like six weeks? Of the mini, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> one of the mini sequences where Rebecca Dornay is like, like, does she have to there. be there
0: for spring training too? Like, what is
1: the? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, she's sitting there stoically, and my wife just said, "Baseball is really long. <laughs> like, it's a really long game, individual game, yep. and it's a really long season. And so that's a that's a big." Fucking commitment. Yeah, it you know, is. Played on. It's, do you, okay, do you, I'm, I'm going to try to pull out some good here. Do you appreciate at all that, I guess the, the flip that they're doing here is, given that the baseball season is so long and one half of this relationship would be on the road, unless for some reason the other partner decide to travel like the entire time with them, there's going to be a lot of time where they're separate. So this should work out for someone that wants to have their own shit going on she's trying to get her career started (laughs) they they attempt to make this guy go so against like even the the idea of having affairs on the road or anyone else in his life that he has to have her there babysitting him 24 7 like i said it's like there's these elements of things that maybe if you finesse a little bit maybe it's the way that it's portrayed you, you know go Simon we need to do a few more drafts of this <laughs> maybe you can see something where a guy like you know becomes so committed to this this one person that it's like everything everything falls into place and he doesn't want to let that go like because it's like once she came into his life it's like the world opened up to him <laughs> but it doesn't come across that way at but all. He's, it comes it's across, not it's horrific he's
0: not committed to her at all He's committed to her because it is an advantage to him. I don't think we see more than maybe five minutes of this movie where he actually likes her. Like, there's moments where he, like, comes home and she's, like, dealing with some stuff and she's struggling. He's like, well, I, I really got to get in the bath. I got to I gotta take care of this. Glad you're Routine. here. Glad you're here. And, like, I'm doing well because of you, but uh, fuck your problems. Like, I just didn't, like, and even if she was able to, quote, unquote, live her life when he was on the road, like, what is that? Like, maybe two weeks at a time? You can't build a career two weeks at a time. And every time she would try and go off and do something, he would – thank God there were no cell phones at this point because he'd be <laughs> blowing that up. It's like still constantly calling. And
1: Does not he Does he have a Walkman in his back pocket yeah, when he's trying to listening swing? Listening to her and music. The, ca- <laughs> the catcher is like, Jesus Christ, man. Get a grip. <laughs> what is wrong with you? There's so much wrong with this character. It's like
0: it's fighting to be endearing. But when you open up a movie with a character that narcissistic who's, like, open mouth kissing two women that he doesn't know and then immediately getting distracted by just the aesthetic beauty of Rebecca De Mornay, like, there's not something about her that he likes other than she's hot. Like, I don't – and we don't see the relationship build in a way where you're like, oh, he does actually care about her. He's just infatuated and then stays infatuated because when she's around, he hits home runs. So he gets he gets paid. Like that's it's completely and utterly selfish from the opening scene to the end, and they even kind of play around with that and the fact that like the manager brings a girl who kind of looks like her to visit him the in the hospital, where they're
1: they're squinting at this club <laughs> trying to make out if it's Rebecca De Mornay. I fell into the trap of like, what is she doing back at that club? I thought she's supposed to be on the road. Like I had. I had no idea.
0: All these '80s pop girls look alike to Mike. Like whatever, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, whoever you are, it's fine.
1: I I felt very much like you know on you've mentioned sober cinema. My co-host Hiro there, <laughs> uh, who on on air hates all white women, but in his personal life loves, <laughs> loves white women. That's right. Um, he, he has made many a breadstick comment about uh, white Mike bonds, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is one instance where I kind of felt like him and it horrified me. Cause I'm like, I can't tell the difference between any of these white people. Like who, <laughs> who is that? Well, that's I'm, because or I'm just old, like,
0: that's cause none of them are movie stars. None of them. Yeah, There's not no, a one. Yeah. I mean, when Randy Quaid is the biggest career to come out of this movie,
1: you've, hey, I recognize him. You've gone down the wrong path. <laughs> <His goofy face.
0: laughs> that's right.
1: All right. One other thing I liked about the movie. Um, Spoiler alert! from Sluggers watch. It doesn't matter. Streaming. No one is going to watch
0: this movie. Do not give a spoiler. Dave alert. and I <laughs> are out
1: about four twenty-five a piece. I guess right. you know with and the iTunes it's rental. Funny that
0: you bring this up because I just got in a bunch of trouble online uh, on Twitter because I saw some movie was being uh, touted for rent for twenty dollars and i and i basically posted like have any of you ever paid $20 for a rental related question are you insane because there's no <laughs> way I would, and of course like it makes sense for people with big families you're all going to watch together uh-huh. or people uh, yeah, or yeah. people who are disabled and can't get to the theater or the theaters aren't accessible totally makes sense but any other reason i'm like you're you're a crazy person $20 no like any time a rental gets above five, I'm like, eh.
1: The the argument that you know there's yes there's logistical reasons. Like I I myself have have done that a couple of times, Dave. I don't know if it was twenty, maybe it was fifteen. I don't know. Summer 2020, when um the uh, Apatow movie with uh, the you know the tattooed dude from uh, oh S&L yeah or whatever uh,
0: King of Staten Island. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh-huh. Pete Davidson. Yeah, I'm like, um, this is legitimately showing my age and also the fact that I only respect movie stars. I'm like, whatever that freak's name is. tattooed <laughs> yeah,
0: weirdo, uh, whoever he
1: is. Yeah, uh, and the Jon Stewart movie with uh, Rose Byrne and Steve Carell, which came out, I think, you know, a week Look, later. they if you want to pay like, $20
0: trying. for a Rose Byrne movie, I'm fully in support. But...
1: <laughs> that was also me, like... Man, I miss movies. And if this is what it's going to be, if this is how I'm going to see new releases, right. so be That's it. That's like height
0: of the pandemic. Like it didn't. It yeah. felt even less safe to go to movie theaters. Yeah.
1: But now with the turnaround time on this, and also you know, not to get in the nuts and bolts of it, because I know these artists have to get paid. Not Michael O'Keefe. I don't care what. No. I mean, even though Dave and I paid him, I don't know what sort of what. I hope he doesn't get. He I hope he gets nothing. I hope he gets nothing. <laughs> you, you hope that the 1985 contracts did not take yeah. into account I hope, digital delivery I hope this systems. This all goes to the
0: Simon <laughs> estate. Like he seems very sad. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say I prefer the Janet Maslin review that just says resoundingly unfunny. <laughs> like, that's... yeah,
1: just get to it. <laughs> One out of five. Yep. <laughs> um, but this is very much like you know your question. Would you pay twenty dollars to rent a movie now? Um. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any putting the genie back in the bottle of streaming. Like, yeah. like most, yeah, I don't want to say most real people. Everyone's a real person, but people who are not on film like Twitter uh, discussing yes. these things or on a podcast, um, they would find that insane because they just look at it as I don't, I don't pay for any movie because they don't consider their Netflix subscription right. paying. They're just it's all free. it's free on Netflix. Not taking. And if you were going to own account. a
0: movie, it would cost about twenty bucks. That's the thing that I can't get past is that if I wait a month, I can probably buy this movie for less Mm. than it costs to rent it right now. Right, so it has to be. It would have to be a movie. I was like, I have to see this. I can't wait to see it. It's by my favorite director. It's about something I really care about. But like, just some I mean, random if, fucking movie to spend two hours. If
1: Licorice Pizza, you know, sure. I think it came out like last Thanksgiving, and we didn't get it until Christmas. Right. And for whatever reason, iTunes had it up for twenty bucks. Yeah, you, yeah. you're damn skippy. Sure. I would have been watching it totally. that night. Sure. Um. But yeah, you're you're starting to see like just the same with those. Uh, you know, the digital pieces of art, um, These, these, these tokens, uh, it's a, it's an entire industry of artists trying to figure out like, oh shit, like, Nobody wants anything anymore <laughs> right? to, to own. Is digital, so how do yeah. we convince them to pay us if they don't want to own anything anymore?
0: Here's a weird monkey that you can own. Like, just, just...
1: well, it's like you know, from going from records to cassettes to CDs. CDs were far more inexpensive to produce, mm-hmm. and yet they were still charging it's... twenty, twenty-five bucks for the yeah. the privilege. Yeah. Same thing with renting something on iTunes for forty-eight hours. But this for is $20. but this is
0: why the music industry like basically folded in on itself because uh-huh, people uh-huh. started stealing stuff. <laughs> Because it was too much money. And I just like, I I cannot get past the idea that like, as an industry, if you want people to give you money, you don't overcharge them. You undercharge them, right? Because <laughs> it's, a, it's so easily available. Like people, like you teach someone for five minutes how to torrent things and they're going to just get it for free. And they'll be like, fuck the movie industry. Because they're going to be like me with music where I was like, do you know how much money I've sunk into this industry? I'm taking mine. And that's where we
1: are. I'm giggling because <laughs> this. I know you had a, a tweet about something at a higher price point, but I'm. I truly believe that you hate that you're out four bucks oh, a change God, for it the sucker's wife. Irks me <laughs> you're for so this mad. piece of shit, like just it's so bad. Like
0: <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, and it just you know, but it's interesting because as we were planning this month, you you questioned me and were like. Give me some, like, critically uh, well-known baseball movies. And I was like, uh... Like, it took me... I was like, mm-hmm. The the Natural, maybe? I don't even know if that... I assume it was, because Redford's in it. Like, I just assume it's mm-hmm. well thought of. And, you know, like, Field of Dreams, anything with Kevin Costner. But after that, it's... I don't know, man. There's not much. And you get a bunch of shit like this... <laughs> instead and i'm like god damn it mike this makes the reese witherspoon movie that we covered what's the name of that fucking thing that we
1: how do you know
0: how do you Dave? know it was, it was two weeks it ago it makes it look like citizen fucking Kane in comparison because it's a story you can follow it's mildly charming it's got it's got quote-unquote movie stars that are likable you know and here well nothing
1: So, one thing we've kind of alluded to with this one, so I think it's pertinent to this conversation that the sort of side, you know, we had had multiple avenues that we Mm -hmm. want to discuss. We we both love baseball. We love sex. So, there's a lot of baseball, and at least talk of sex uh, in this. Uh, Everything we selected. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We're not playing.
2: Come. If he goes to the plate five times without getting a hit, he's going to be convinced he can't do without her. Get him drunk when he's good and pissed i want him laid laid Yeah. three or four times get all the anxiety out of him get a few young girls strong healthy good looking tell him he's doing it for the team if he says he's tired if he still says he's tired tell him he's doing it again for the team the city of atlanta's behind him you think it'll work well the guy's just been laid three times a lot looser than the guy whose wife has just left him we're in the hands of the gods kid What about girls for me and Manny? When's the last time you hit a home run? I'm a manager, not a pimp.
1: Not actually completing it. um, I I want to drop a clip here, uh, which I knew uh, you want to talk about stealing uh, material. I knew that YouTube would not provide me with either (laughs) clips presented by the studio or that there would be some sluggers. Wives out there, did you imagine there's a super
0: fan of this movie? Like, imagine I
1: the only one that I I found that that there was a clip of the dinner date um, where he tries to control what she's eating, Mm. like, and it's it's I think it meant to be played as like an odd couple, kind of funny, and instead it's just horrific. Like most of their controlling and
0: toxic, yeah.
1: But I had to. I was holding my phone up as we watched this for (laughs) certain clips to record because I'm like, I know as a a high quality
0: podcast episode.
1: You know, it didn't sound too bad. My HomePod speakers, they were mm. It's. – I'll say this. Listeners, I'm going to put the dinner date sequences in, which comes directly from YouTube. And then I'll, the other clips come from me holding my phone up uh, to you my speakers. You tell us
0: what's better. Yeah,
1: yeah. Play a little game and you know, you'll hate all of it because it's clips <laughs> from The Slugger's Wife, but still.
0: But sound quality,
3: We're just talking about the, the
1: process, not the content, yeah.
3: That's right. Didn't think I could do it today, did you?
2: No, I didn't. I even bet I'd draw $25. You had no chance. Are you hot?
3: Nah, I'm just not used to wearing ties. Well,
2: then why are you wearing one?
3: I'm putting on my best. I'm trying to impress you. Why? Because you're special. You're a lady. I knew that the first minute I saw you.
2: <laughs> you're not anything like what I expected a ball player to be like.
3: I know. It's refreshing, isn't it?
2: I don't mean this to sound insulting, but you really do come off a little too sure of yourself for
3: your own good. Well, that's the refreshing part. Underneath all this hot dog, and I'm shy as a puppy, you will see. Pretty soon, I'm going to be standing up on the end of my chair begging for food, and you're going to be throwing me little pieces of chicken.
2: <laughs> you are crazy.
3: Excuse me. I hope you enjoyed your dinner. Thank you. Your chicken looks a little dry. Her chicken looks a little dry. Does it look a little dry to you?
2: No, it looks fine to me.
3: I don't want you eating dried chicken on our first date. You'll remember it the rest of your life.
2: No, 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 no. It's not chicken. It's duck.
3: It is? She ordered chicken. This is duck. Take it back. No, Go.
2: I ordered duck. I love duck. Please, leave the duck.
3: sure the duck isn't too dry? Why don't you bring her another duck?
2: I like dry duck. I asked for it dry. Please, leave the duck.
3: Yeah, leave the duck and forget the chicken. Yes, sir. Oh, could you bring us some wine? Oh no. I'm sorry. Did it get you? that's no, all right you mean it's all right i ruined your dress but
2: i didn't get on my dress it got on my duck
3: you did thought that duck was too dry anyway here could you just bring us another duck
2: i don't want another duck i'm fine will you relax please
3: i think i can safely say that this is the worst night of my entire life
2: Well, i'm beginning to enjoy it
3: i'm glad someone is my pants are soaking wet we'll have to stay all night
2: it's amazing how you didn't get nervous at the ball game. You've got guts, I'll tell you that. And what would you have done if you'd struck out?
3: That wasn't the point. I was trying to get across how I felt. Did you ever see Gene Kelly Singing in the Rain, splashing his shoes in the water, swinging from a lamppost?
2: About 12 times. That's what I was doing up
3: there at the plate. I knew you was watching me. And I can't sing and I can't dance, but I sure as hell can swing a 34-ounce bat getting the hell out of that ball. That was the only way I could tell you how I felt about you.
2: (laughs) You are something. I never know what you're going to say to me next.
3: Depends on which drink I'm going to spill. I'll be better at the next dinner.
2: Next dinner? I've already paid off my debt. Planning on hitting four home runs tomorrow?
3: I don't know. I'll come up with something. What's wrong?
2: The duck is dry.
0: Your buddy
3: Hiro should
0: be able to tell us which is better. He is so focused on sound quality, so...
2: Yeah,
1: he listens to everything while he's on a treadmill. So yeah, he he knows exactly. <laughs> it's how like, it's he knows to how it sounds, sound. sounds
0: when you have woo in the background like <laughs> yes, deafening, hating
1: your life and your body hates you. All of that going through your mind. Sure. Um. The <laughs> the sex in this film, which we talked about a lot, with Bull Durham. Uh, and one of the other sort of streets we're driving down is the the fact that all of these films you mentioned. How do you know? Is James L. Brooks were from respected filmmakers trying to dabble in sports ball. And so two of these are going to be you know, perceived as misfires. Dave is now apologizing to Mr. Brooks for whatever negative <laughs> sentiment he had about How Do You Know? Yeah. Thanks to Hal Ashby and Neil Simon. The uh, There's a sequence where the manager, you know, if Bull Durham was all about, you know, baseball and life and how that melds together, here – The most managing that the the coach here does is tasking Randy Quaid with going to find multiple women to uh, get uh, Daryl Palmer back on the horse. And yet again, I think that's meant to be played when he can't consummate it because he can't have sex with them in their bedroom because that was a bedroom they shared. Uh, They had sex apparently in the living room everywhere, but they didn't have sex in the kitchen. So, okay, he'll acquiesce. there's a moment where he tells Randy, Randy Quaid is saying, do this for the team, like have sex with <laughs> another woman that I've procured for you. And he tries, the, uh, Simon, H- Ashby, Michael O'Keefe, they try to have a sweet moment where he's like, I'd do anything for you, Randy. I'd, I'd fuck anyone for you. And I'm like, what the hell? Or we, that, that became my letterboxd review. Cause I'm like, <laughs> um, we're just going to let that pitch go past. Like the movie doesn't even react to it. Randy Quaid doesn't have a huge reaction to it. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> so. <laughs> What does that mean?
0: The the best thing.
1: (laughs) Why am I offering up you women? (laughs) If you have these hangups, I'll fuck anybody for you. What?
0: (laughs) So I was just looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, like just like maybe there's a like halfway decent like review, and there's two reviews there that are two out of five, but when you click them, you cannot find the the review anywhere, and there's no there's no quote. Like maybe that person felt deep deep shame about not giving this a zero out of five. You just you can't even find anything good.
1: I I'll, I'll out myself, Dave. I gave it two and a half out of five on Letterbox because there is a train wreck quality to it that Wait, I was me, riveted by ask, the back half let of. Let me it. ask
0: you a question, Mike. Mm-hmm. What score did you give the power Power of the Dog this year? Oh,
1: that would be one one star. One. With it's so boring. <laughs> like at least this, I was like, <laughs> this is two and a half. I'm like scratching my chin and I'm like, Dad, this is fucking weird. Like why'd they make this, this choice? This is. Oh, the power of the dog. <laughs> this I'll is never two and
0: a half times the movie of power of the dog. This is yeah, the
1: most yeah, mm-hmm. thing.
2: It
1: has baseball, uh attempted sex. Oh, no. Um it has a, a guy that has a drunken meltdown and takes a bat to a pitching machine and then breaks down weeping and a literally a dog comes up to console him along with his coaches and teammates. That, they all have a group hug. That,
0: Mike, That is the best scene in the movie. There's it's none not of that good. in The Power of the
1: Dog. None of none. Like Benedict Cumberbatch, when he has his freakouts in his pond, his masturbatorium this when he jerks of off intro. in the river. No, there's not a dog. That, where is the dog in The Power of the Dog that should have consoled poor Doctor Who when he's weeping in the, in the river? Poor
0: Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Who is another British character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> Him, Eddie Redmayne, all this—I swear—like young British actors are the fucking worst. They're all even Benedict Cumberbatch. I hated him so much in *The Power of the Dog*. I thought he was atrocious. I thought he was terrible. And I didn't necessarily agree with everything that Sam Elliott had you mean, to say. Academy
0: nominee. Yeah, whatever. Same with
1: Jesse Plemons for like a nothing part, just getting called fat over and over. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, what are we rewarding these people for? Just yeah.
0: taking
1: it. uh, And I like Jesse Plemons, but yeah like Sam Elliott's whole attack on Benedict Cumberbatch for wearing chaps throughout the whole film. Like even when he's like in a resting state, I didn't mind that so much because I felt like it was very meta. Like we know yes. that you don't believe that this, uh, Dr. Strange, excuse me, not Dr. Oh, he was Sherlock. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. One of those yes. crappy things that nerdy <laughs> girls, fucking
0: British detective masturbate too. to like, uh,
1: yeah, that stuff. um, yeah, I I thought I thought that the director was saying yeah, this guy's playing the part of the cowboy, and I kinda dug that stuff.
0: Oh no, but I, think I didn't very know clearly, yes. I
1: didn't yes. know if it was because is that the script or did they see the way that Cumberbatch was playing and they're <laughs> like, like This is not convincing <laughs> <laughs> This seems a little insincere. No,
0: honestly honestly the only thing I didn't like about the Sam Elliott thing and it was when he was on Mark Marin's podcast. The way he said what does this woman know? about westerns about men and it was just like oh okay can we fucking dial it back a little bit Sam, i agree with you
1: and then i watched the movie and i'm like i don't know i don't know either like i don't know what we're trying to do here so you know what dave you're absolutely right
0: of the word like it's the like oh this woman this well we can say the the same thing
1: what does this fucking (laughs) playwright know about baseball (laughs) baseball nothing yeah okay same (laughs) thing I'm glad that you brought up the slugger's wife is right there with the power of the dog, which means in 1985, if we'd had 10 best picture nominees, this would have been one of them. Uh, same, same.
0: No, 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 They lose
1: at the yeah. end. Dave, did you like that? Randy Quaid doesn't get to be the hero. I don't know why he has to be the punching bag. Why couldn't it be our main character?
0: Right, that's what it should have been. Randy Quinn is the only likable character in this entire movie. He just wants his friend to be happy and uh, bang chicks on the road. Like that's that's all he wants. How much does that but pain you
1: to say that? Because didn't didn't he go off the rails politically? He
0: did. Went completely off the fucking. he has got a giant beard. He's you know buys into all these you know ridiculous ideas about you know deep state and
2: all hmm. this stuff. But you
1: know his, he's enjoyable here. <laughs> his known for on uh, IMDb is much better than Michael Keefe's. Brokeback Mountain, Independence Day, Kingpin, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I hate, but I know a lot of people love. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Brokeback Mountain contributed to my hatred of Power of the Dog. You know, everybody was talking about, like, which streaming service is going to be the first, like, a gay cowboy movie, and it was going to be Power of the Dog to win Best Picture and not Brokeback Mountain, which is, uh, like, Heath Ledger in particular in that role is awesome. And instead of Oh, God, it's
0: great. It's great. BBC
1: yeah. pinup guy doing his version of the chaps which is ridiculous <laughs> <He's been up>. <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> uh, this has been our episode on the perfect. slugger's wife and the power
0: <laughs> yeah, of the dog <laughs> it sucks don't waste your money renting this bullshit go rent literally anything else or steal it
2: all of my emotions the you don't like where this is going look away look away.
3: We got the pen and soda. Ten more Man
2: homers. I'm in the record, but I had a room. And Mary, let's take you home, kid. Come on, Al. You hit this guy. Put the bat down now. You're not even warmed up. there Let's go sleep
3: it off. Now, did you tell her what I hit in triple-A ball, Burley? 3.65 average. Thirty-four home runs. I didn't even know she was a Put up down there. Oh, you're gonna hurt your shoulder the last two weeks of the season. He thinks I can't hit him.
2: I can hit him catch him alive.
3: Drop it down
2: his throat, Al, let's go. Come on, Daryl. Faster, come on. Throw oh, it bastard. He's coming back. Let us take you home, kid. I mean, you did. I'm gonna break your battery! Stop it, Daryl. Stop it! I mean, think of the team. Just think of the team. Who's she thinking of? She's thinking of the team? She doesn't give a shit if we win her lose! Just put her on stage! Fucking press the them assholes that aren't even listening! Am I right, Pearlie? Sure, kid, sure! I don't need her! kid. I don't need I I need you.